Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guests today are from Enterprise Fleet Management, and I have two very intelligent-looking young men here who know all the answers to all the vehicle shortage problems that we have in the United States today. I have Brock McGuire. Brock is the Fleet Management Account Executive, and Tim Warren is the Area Sales Manager, both with Enterprise Fleet Management. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Brock, why don't I start with you, and why don't you describe all the reasons, as you understand it, that we have the current vehicle shortage? So there's a couple things that go into that. Obviously, there's supply chain shortages in every industry, but with vehicles in particular, the microchip shortage is what a lot of the manufacturers have been putting out in any of the articles. So there's a supply chain shortage with that, as well as Anytime a factory is shut down due to COVID outbreak, that's going to put the manufacturers behind X amount of months based on the time that that factory is shut down. Tim, let me ask you, how do you deal with this when you have customers call you that, hey, I need five trucks, I need 10 trucks, and you can't deliver them, you're trying to go on upstream to try to find their needs and meet their needs. How are you dealing with that? What sort of strategy are you using? Yeah, right now, if we are not able to factory order a vehicle due to a shutdown or a cutoff with a particular manufacturer, we're really focused on scouring the uh, the country to look for vehicles that are within a, a range of what a client would want. So, you know, maybe on a normal basis, they are wanting to get a crew cab half ton pickup. Well, does a three-quarter ton or, you know, uh, an extended cab work for that uh, particular usage? And uh, just asking clients to be flexible with their requirements because it's going to open up more options for them. Certainly, we're going to try to go out and locate exactly what they want. But in the cases where we're not, the more flexible a company is, the more likely they're going to be able to uh, to secure a vehicle. So you have to do some expectation management that I'm not going to call you and say, here's my XYZ, all the things I need out of this vehicle. It's a rare case where you're going to be able to deliver that in today's marketplace. Correct. You know, we we try to proactively communicate and we're focused on making sure that we're setting the right expectations for, you know, what are the potential vehicles out there, as well as what is the potential timeline to find that vehicle. And, you know, we're having to transport vehicles from across the country to different locations for our clients to meet their needs. If I have a very specific list of I have to have this particular vehicle, Mm -hmm. and you have to go to the factory and order it, what sort of timeline am I looking at here? Oh, it's going to vary. It's anywhere from six to nine months for uh, some of the heavier duty trucks. Uh, Some of the lighter duty trucks could be in that uh, six month range right now, which in past years, it's been 
10 to 10 to 15 weeks just a you know two to three months so we are seeing extended timelines for for those uh build builds on uh, on trucks so bronc when i am frustrated and can't find the vehicle that i really want and i really don't want to go down the route of ordering what do i do do i lease do i wait to buy what direction do i go and what does enterprise do to help me deal with this whole thing so i think it's a multiple step answer but from a lease versus purchase standpoint what we are focusing on is an open-ended equity lease and so what is that so the truck's worth thirty thousand dollars we're going to finance or you're going to finance the useful life cycle of the vehicle. So let's say we, we finance 20 grand of it and then there's $10,000 on the book. So you finance that over a set amount of time, whatever, you know, say four or five years. And at the end of that four or five years, we're going to get that vehicle from you. We're going to sell it for you. The difference between what's on the book and what we sell it for is equity that comes back to your business. Now you can do with that equity, whatever you want. What we recommend is taking that equity and rolling it in, into the next set of vehicles. So it's lowering your payment, you're keeping the equity in the fleet, and keeping a new, fresh fleet. Don't you also work with the members to look at their entire fleet and sort of help guide them? Yeah, so when you partner with us, we're going to bring you 10 options or whatever it may be for the table, depending on what you're wanting. And we're going to show you a cost going forward. So what each of these vehicles is going to look like, you know, one year, two year, three year, four year, five year out, project it and let you make a decision on what vehicle is the most cost effective, but still gets the job done. Now, Tim, I know that you're the area sales manager, so that means you have to worry about sales. So what are the impacts of this whole shortage on the resale market when you're looking at moving these vehicles obviously you guys are like the largest purchaser of vehicles probably in the country yes. aren't you yes yeah so you're number one so what impact does this have on that resale market well the shortage in new vehicles is driving up the values in in used vehicles because i hear stories all the time of i get a call back from a dealer i bought my car two years ago now they're offering me more to get it back Correct. Is that, are you seeing that yeah, that's that's pretty common in the industry right now. Dealerships are looking for inventory and they're paying top dollar for used vehicles. Um, I'm sure your members have uh, anybody who's sold a truck or or a, a vehicle in the last uh, last you know year has really experienced uh, a much higher value or return on that uh, used vehicle than they had in previous years. And what we're doing is helping our clients to maximize that resale by you know using our remarketing department to uh, to sell them and ultimately we're looking at early cycling a lot of vehicles and trying to uh, get replacements on order in order to capitalize on this uh, really really historically high resale market by factory ordering you're still getting a really solid buy on the upfront cost of that vehicle by getting invoice less you know and whatever incentive you're business is uh, eligible for, but then you're capitalizing on the really, really high resale market on the back end. So what do I do in that meantime between when I sell a vehicle and when I'm waiting for the factory right. reorder? How does that right, work? Right, because you've got that six to nine month lead time. Well, what we're projecting is that this used car market is not going to soften in any time in the next uh, year to two years. 
what would happen is you would just keep operating your same vehicle while your uh, new new vehicle's on order. And so then when are the new we one comes in, you are, cycle it out. Are we looking that long before this whole chip shortage and all this thing goes away? Are you guys looking at a window that's the, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months out? Yeah, the projection is that it will start to uh, loosen up a little bit next year. Uh, but, you know, we don't really have a, a crystal ball to know exactly when it's going to, you know, be normal again. Brock, you talked earlier about this lease versus purchase option. Mm-hmm. What are the other benefits to me? I mean, I get the cash flow piece of it. What, what else? What else does this do for me? So just standardly speaking, um, for what you run one truck for, you go into a dealership and buying it or just buying it outright, you can run three trucks for that same cost. So you're keeping your fleet newer, nicer, more updated without incurring the cost of just straight up purchasing all those vehicles. Um, it's going to lower your operational expenses. You're going to run a more f- efficient fleet, so you're not going to experience downtime with that fleet. Vehicles aren't going to be in the shop. You know, your, your people are going to be doing the jobs they need to do every single day. So if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking the first thing you do if you get a call from contractor X is you mm-hmm. come out and do a, an entire inventory of their fleet. Is that where you start? Typically, we'll get a fleet list from them, whoever is in charge of that in their business. And it'll have their, their VINs and their mileage on there. So I'm able to run an initial analysis in our system with our team, find out kind of where they're sitting with their fleet. And then when we come out for our initial meeting, it's based on finding out more about their business. You know, what are these vehicles being used for? What kind of mileage are you using on them? Do you take them home? Is there towing capacity that has to be met with these? And then we'll build our present, you know, our presentation to come out and talk to them based on everything we find out about that. So, Tim, I've gone through this process of having this analysis done. What do you guys then present to the contractor? What, what do they see when you show up with this report? So we'll run uh, several different types of analysis. Uh, Brock mentioned the cost going forward. We're looking at the year-over-year costs of a vehicle and what we project out over you know five, six, seven years. The other type of analysis we'll run is a total cost of ownership. And we'll compare a cent per mile of different vehicles and different within a vehicle class to show what is the most cost effective, whether that's a, this half ton truck or that half ton truck. We're also going to show an equity analysis that uh, gives an appraisal on the fleet today and uh, allows you to see, okay, what do we have? What, do, what is our fleet worth? And if we decide to move forward with the enterprise recommendation, what does that mean from a cash flow perspective to our business? What does it mean from an operational perspective? And how is this going to help our business uh, reach our goals? And that's ultimately what we're targeting is uh, that, that outcome. I would guess with this upheaval in the market right now and all this crazy vehicle shortage, I um, would anticipate you're getting a lot of calls. We are getting a number of businesses reaching out to us. And you're swamped trying to meet everybody's needs because even though you're the number one purchaser of vehicles in the United States, there aren't vehicles to purchase right now. Well, you know, I wouldn't say that we're swamped, but we're really helping our clients understand what are the options to them. You know, there are vehicles that you can order. There are vehicles that you can get that are different than maybe what they have historically operated. Um, And so we're helping our prospects and our clients to understand what those choices are. 
what does it mean if they do something today versus waiting a year to order exactly the same type of vehicle they would uh, they would historically order? And maybe really do a deeper dive on an analysis of what options I have on a vehicle, as you mentioned earlier, Brock, that maybe do I need the power windows? Do I need the towing capacity? What sort of horsepower do I need? So you sort of go through that interview to really take a look at oh i just went down and bought whatever i could find on the lot correct yeah we're we're really evaluating digging in on what the needs are of the business for each usage and what vehicles would fit within that uh that window you know the other piece that we're talking about is what is it going to look like from a fleet preservation perspective if you if you can't replace a vehicle you have to preserve the fleet you have and you know those shortages that we're seeing in the the manufacturers that's carrying through to the whole auto industry from a repair and maintenance perspective there are shortages out there with parts parts and you know other supplies the microchip is the one that everybody hears about but there are other shortages there's shortages of paint there's shortages of plastics and other components that are going into vehicles and um you know we're helping our clients to to really understand what are the options to preserve the fleet. They're utilizing our maintenance programs to help them navigate those processes and those decisions to make sure that they're making the best decision every time they have to make a, re- a repair. Does it make sense to repair it or should they go ahead and replace it? And I'm guessing you have a dashboard for each one of your customers that they can tap into and see, oh, here's my half ton, here's my three quarter ton, here's where it is in its life cycle, here's what needs to happen. So that's all online. They can go look at it on their iPad or whatever. Yeah, correct. You can go to the Enterprise Fleet Management customer website and you'll be able to see every vehicle. If you're utilizing our maintenance programs, they'll be able to see their entire maintenance history, exactly what costs have gone into that vehicle over the life cycle that it's been on the program. So, Brock, Enterprise mm-hmm. just solved all my problems, <laughs> listening to all this wonderful stuff that you guys do. How do I learn more about this? Who do I reach out to? Where do I go? Yeah, so if you want to reach out and learn more about the program, we'd be happy to meet with you guys. You can contact me. My email is B-R-O-C-T-O-N period M-C-G-U-I-R-E at efleets.com. Brockton.mcguire at efleets.com. Yes, sir. How did you guys get into this? How did you get into this with Enterprise? So I actually started with a company about three years ago, and I was in the rental division. I ran branches in Southern Illinois and then got promoted up here and ran our original Enterprise branch. I was the assistant manager up there for eight months or so, and then uh, got the opportunity to interview for this division and love the outside sales aspect and being able to connect with you know clients on a daily basis and drive a true impact to their business is something that like I enjoy doing. So uh, it's been a cool experience. I've been in this division for about ten months. So well, and I would think certainly right now with the marketplace like it is, you're in a great location, a great spot. Yep, it's been uh, it's been a fun ride. St. Louis has been great, and uh, get to work with Tim every day. So so Tim is the area sales manager. How big is your area and what do you do in a day's time? 
our office covers uh, Springfield to Springfield, so Springfield, Illinois to Springfield, Missouri, and uh, we're uh, working with clients that are headquartered in those areas, just focused on making impacts to their business and helping them uh, navigate a challenging industry. But if I'm a contractor who works outside of that area, if my headquarters are here, your vehicle services are nationwide if I'm working in Atlanta or Phoenix or Dallas or whatever. Correct. Yeah, we we work nationwide. We actually, uh, United States and Canada, and you know we partner with our clients where they're headquartered because we want to have those relationships. We are a relationship-based business, and we value being able to sit down across the table from our clients, shake their hand, and uh, work with them to improve their business and improve their fleet. Well, we certainly appreciate your support of AGC. We certainly support the services you provide to our members. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.